Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2017 Week 36, which consisted of Raw episode 1267, SmackDown 942, 205 Live number 41, Main Event number 258, and NXT number 410, running from September 4th through September 6th. 2017 also this week rounds two through four all the way up through the semifinals of the mayan classic go watch them and listen to my separate episodes for each of those rounds there just before this episode on the feed on the website okay raw we opened up with jason jordan versus john cena we had a, a few excellent moves by jason jordan including Two Northern Lights suplexes that were just fantastic. But in the end, John Cena won, and Rowan Reigns came out with his zipper all broken up. Big dog. And they had a uh, another battle of words, which is all right. I don't remember a lot about it other than the zipper thing. Um, next, we had the Intercontinental title match between The Miz and Jeff Hardy. Uh, the the Miz Taraj tried to help their leader but matt hardy was there to fend them off and all three of them ended up getting ejected and that was a big mistake on the ref's part not that i'm mad that the Maz- that the miz won but if he's ejecting everybody who's at ringside you gotta eject everybody he let maurice stay there he didn't even he didn't even look over at her he completely forgot that that she was there and as a result of that, she was able to help out the Miz a little bit by warning him about, uh, was it a whisper in the winds? That's not it. No, it's the, the big swanton bomb off of the top ropes. Uh, Miz was able to get out of the way, and he countered the twist of fate with a skull-crushing finale and retained the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, what does this mess of letters say? Uh, Nia Jax is mad that Sasha gets a rematch at No Mercy. Um, Emma comes to Kurt Angle and says, hashtag give him a chance at the women's title, which is a way, way too long hashtag. A slightly less long hashtag that Nia suggests is put Emma in the hospital. Still clunky. Still clunky. Maybe hospitalize Emma. There we go. Even though there's a double E there, just capitalize the, the E in her name and we're good to go. I Okay, so we get this match made to give them a chance. Give Emma a chance and give Nia Jax a chance. Uh, and they have a tag team match against Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss as a team. And if if their team wins, then they'll get added to, them at, to that match, making it a fatal four-way. So I think that's pretty cool um, that we're not going to be just stuck with uh, another rematch, basically, with the same two people over and over and over again, Um, if they win, of course. But then we have that, okay, we have that match right next, so I don't know why I was keeping from spoiling it. Um, There's a couple of really fun moments in this match, including some screaming. Um, We had a... Okay, so we had Nia Jax reverse Alexa Bliss's DDT into the Samoan drop, and Sasha saves that from ending the match. Um, and then Emma, she steals the win, 
which I was pretty happy about. Great, good, good for Emma. She got the pin in this match. She steals the win from from Nia Jax because she slaps in. <laughs> she doesn't tag in. She slaps in every time she does. Um, and uh, after they get the win, they they're they're in the match. It's going to be a fatal four way at No Mercy, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, but Nia Jax isn't so thrilled. I mean, she's in the match. No matter which one of them got the pin, it's not like only Emma got into the match. But she was not very happy with Emma for stealing the pin from her. And she also wants to send a message that uh, we're not friends. We're not going to help each other in this match. They should help each other until the very end. And hopefully Emma turns on Nia first and is able to steal a win again. I, I'm rooting for Emma to get the women's championship. I think that would be pretty great. Um, I have no idea what kind of champion she would be. I would just be really interested in seeing because I do have mostly because I have no idea. And I think it could be fun, whatever, whatever that means. All right. Then the main event for raw this week, the big show versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match, double steel reinforced ring, lots of ratchet straps, those will always help reinforce things. Well, they're holding they're holding supports into place. Okay. I made some jokes about it. I know what they were actually using the ratchet straps for. I just thought it was kind of funny. And I, I did appreciate that they actually showed them doing something to reinforce the wing. The the ring. The the wing, the ring. Um last time uh in their last match when they reinforced the ring, we were just told that they did. There is no uh, evidence of them doing such a thing. In fact, if they were to show evidence, they would have shown them rigging it up to fail. But anyhow, not like, you know, purpose, purposely fail to collapse in the big superplex moment. We had another big superplex moment, but because of that double reinforcement, uh, it did not destroy the ring. Um, Braun Strowman ends up winning... And he exits the cage. You know, he, the, the running power slam and the pin. Boom. Done. But as he's about to exit the cage to his music, he thinks, I, I, have, I have more work to do. I'm not finished with you yet. I'm not finished with you yet. No, that's not how it goes. I'm not finished with you. There's no yet. Um, he goes back over the big show, picks him up, running power slam through the side of the cage, Excellent. Excellent moments. I mean, it's not as impressive as the entire ring collapsing, but it is uh, it is special. It is a special moment anyway. So a lot of fun. This match was a lot, a lot of fun. So let's skip forward very briefly to main event since it was filmed the same night. We had TJ Perkins and the Brian Kendrick teamed up against Lince Dorado and Mustafa Ali. All of them were wearing gold, and both Lince Dorado and Mustafa Ali were also wearing purple. I thought that was really cool. Like, the, the look of everybody was really good. They looked really good. And even with the red ropes, the red ropes, not, not uh, purple ropes, uh, they still looked mighty fine in all of their purple and gold ring gear. Uh Mustafa Ali won with the oh, 0-5-4. I liked how um, Vic delivered that. 
and maybe that's his uh, Kinshasa. I think so. Also, Jadunzo. Jadunzo and O54, I think, could be Vic Joseph's niche for his commentary. He's got to call all the matches with those two guys. Um, and then we also had Kalisto versus Elias Sampson. I ain't going to keep saying his last name. Just saying Elias is kind of, eh. um, This is a pretty fun match. And it looks like Kalisto uh, was definitely going to get the win. But Elias was able to hit him with the, uh, with the drift away and got the win for himself. Uh, there's also a really cool roll-up into a face kick, uh, kind of like an Inshiguri, if that's how you pronounce it, except he is down on the ground. Like, all of Kalisto's, like, low-altitude stuff, like his very low-altitude Hurricane Rana and then this Inshiguri type of tick kick uh, down on the ground, it's so cool. It's so cool, and it has to be so difficult to do that because you don't have very much time to do it. You don't have the the altitude to uh, to spin, to do all of your maneuvering, all of that to land right. Um, although I guess if you are that low to the ground, you don't have that far to fall, so it's uh, not as big of a deal landing. But you still have to get the spin down, and well, the Hurricane Rama, you are so close to the ground, you just smack your head right into the ring there. Anyway, two pretty solid matches um, on main event this week. Uh, moving on to SmackDown episode 942. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, he interrupts a match. No, he, he comes out before Carmella versus Natalia even begins and insists that the ref give him his shirt so that he can be the special referee. Shane comes out, says, stop it. Kevin Owens is a dick. And then Shane attacks him. Um, so there, there we go. So the match happens. Carmella versus Natalia. It is not a championship match. Um, uh, James messes things up. He uh, like drops the briefcase into the ring. Remember, she has the money in the bank. She is the very first Miss Money in the Bank. And uh, Ellsworth has been tasked with carrying it around for her. And he messes up. Uh, he tries. He was maybe going to cash it in during the match while she had Natalia pinned. Uh, but he drops it. And the ref thinks, oh, I got to go look. I guess he's cashing it in. And Carmel's like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? No, don't. And uh, she's pissed. Uh, Natalia gets a roll up and and beats Carmella, and uh, Carmella proceeds to be very, very, very mean, very mean to James Ellsworth. Uh, perhaps his actions deserve those words. Yes, but uh, still, Carmella much meaner than usual, much more mean. I apologize. Uh, Dolph Ziggler does some stuff. And then uh, Aiden English versus Sami Zayn. Uh, what? How did that happen? Well, Aiden English won the match with a roll-up, and uh, he sings some more. Oh, uh, Aiden English was pretty upset that Sami Zayn interrupted his singing, and uh, Sami chases him out of the ring. Up to this point, 
the most kind person, the only non-evil person, well, maybe an argument can be made that Daniel Bryan uh, is like the only force of good on the show so far uh that he's trying to keep things under control kind of come talk people down and all that kind of thing while being nice to everybody but uh Sami Zayn is the first actual wrestler uh perform performing wrestler and uh his interruption and chasing of Aiden English was not very nice either so I don't know a a, a very uh apparent lack of good guys in this episode uh we had the usos backstage they uh won their match against the new day last week or a couple weeks ago to choose a stipulation at hell in a cell and they decide not at hell in a cell uh is this next yeah it's next week in las vegas uh they choose the stipulation is going to be a sin city street fight which I hope means they actually go out on the streets of Las Vegas to fight. They're not going to, but maybe they will. Maybe they will. Um, Daniel Bryan gets a call and he says, do what? Okay, I got to go. Um, he calls Shane to the ring and Shane comes out. He's very apologetic. Like, I never should have done that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll talk to Kevin, blah, blah, blah. Daniel Bryan's nope. I just spoke to your dad and you're suspended indefinitely. You're indefinitely suspended. And the crowd does not like that. Um, all of this stuff, I I didn't know exactly what happened, but I knew I kind of had it spoiled. Um, just glancing at some stuff on Twitter. But um, anyway, it was still it was a hard moment to watch to see Shane suspended from smackdown live but he has been pretty hot-headed lately and uh he he went all out he went all about out against kevin i think if he had done that against aj styles it could have been seen as uh acceptable after uh aj threw him into that uh car window uh kevin Owens didn't do that he was just saying some some really mean stuff yeah, everybody's really me in this episode. Uh, then we had Baron Corbin versus Ty Dillinger. Baron, um, what did what happens? Oh, Baron was very occupied with AJ Styles, who was on commentary for this match. Um, but uh, he was still able to beat Ty with a cheap shot, followed by an end of days. Um, afterwards, AJ approaches Ty. He appreciates his performance tonight and his performance last week. And he says, Hey, if Baron didn't interrupt, you could have won that match. And, uh, you could have won tonight. Also, if he wasn't, uh, just a cheat for exactly what he called. It. I thought he was, what did, what did he say? He was, he was saying he was, he was a cheap, uh, no cheap shot artist. That's what it was. Um, and so the open challenge, which I guess isn't really an open challenge in this case, he tells Ty, next week, the open challenge is only open to you. So we're going to get Ty Dillinger versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship in Las Vegas. How awesome is that? Uh, backstage, James Ellsworth begs Carmella for forgiveness. 
And she gives in and says, we're going to do things my way and then kisses him. What? Weird. And then slaps him. That makes a lot more sense. So whatever's up with them, I guess we'll find out. And then our main event, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Randy Orton. The winner of this match will face uh, Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship at Hell in a Cell. Um, This is an awesome match. I'd say this is Shinsuke's best match since uh, coming up to the main roster and uh, maybe Randy Orton's best match since I started watching um, since he came back last July, I think it was. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Uh, Really exciting. Um, Even though this episode in general didn't have a whole lot of wrestling, um, that Aiden versus Sammy match was literally 20 seconds long. I forgot to write that down about it. And I just remember it was really, really short. Um, a lot of time is spent in this episode uh, on video packages and uh, kind of hyping up next week. Uh, we didn't get any appearances from, from Becky Lynch at all this week. What is that about? You're killing me, SmackDown. Um, I don't think we saw Charlotte either. Maybe we did. Or did we see them back? I don't, I don't actually remember. They didn't have a match, that's for sure, because there were only four matches total. Anyway, we had an amazing counter to the RKO into an armbar by Shinsuke, and that armbar was turned into a triangle that, unfortunately, Randy was able to uh, get out of eventually. Um, but... It wasn't uh, it wasn't enough for Orton to get the win uh, to get out of that because uh, he was still kicked in the face with the Kinshasa and Shinsuke Nakamura won and he will face Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship at Hell in a Cell. Will it be a Hell in a Cell match? I don't know. I kind I and I don't know if I I want it to be. I hope it to be. Um, all I hope for is that it doesn't have the same freaking ending as every single other WWE Championship pay-per-view match involving Jinder Mahal. Like, even if you, I'm okay, I'll be fine with him winning if he wins in a different way. Stop using the same ending. Stop it. I'm going to get fired up about this every single time. Every single time until they stop. Ah. <sighs> Moving on to 205 Live, we open with TJP versus Arya Daivari. Rich Swan is at ringside. TJP wins, and Rich comes in the ring, does a little bit of dancing, and challenges TJP to a match next week. Nigel says, I, was that a challenge? Is that official? I'm going to check. So he texts Kurt Angle and confirms after the commercial break. It's like, yep, they're going to have a match next week. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, Nigel McGinnis is uh, joins commentary for main event and uh, 205 Live to take Corey Graves' place, who is now on Team SmackDown, as well as still being on Team Raw. So that's awesome. Nigel on here, I am liking a lot. Oh, wait, the entire time, you would have thought that Corey Graves would be the one to text Kurt Angle to confirm matches and stuff because he's texting him all the time anyway. But uh, I like that 
we're actually getting acknowledgement that Kurt is the commission, not the commissioner, general manager of 205 Live. You know, in storyline. Um, even though it's a different show, they're still part of Raw, so his authority extends to them. So I thought that was, I thought that was kind of cool. That that's kind of added on there. Of course, Kurt will never actually appear on 205 Live, um, since uh, it's it's filmed on SmackDown nights, and I doubt he would uh, travel just for that show. But anyway, I, I like that. I liked that uh, that angle to that angle. Uh, Drew Gulak comes out with a PowerPoint presentation, 277 slides, I believe it was, uh, about how they're going to make 205 Live amazing again, or great again, whatever. Um, like all of these different precautions to take. The first thing, of course, no jumping off the top rope. The second slide, no jumping off the middle rope. The third slide, we don't get to see because he's interrupted by Akira Tozawa. Um, they, ha- they have a match, which is fantastic. Tozawa wins with his signature senton. And we, the audience ultimately loses, though, because we didn't get to see the rest of this presentation. I want to see the rest of Drew Gulak's PowerPoint on how to make 205 Live better. Maybe next week. We'll see more. And he, d- he wouldn't post it online either. Ugh. Ugh. It's all Akira Tozawa's fault. I still love Akira Tozawa. Um, okay. Uh, and then our main event. This is kind of the match of the, my match of the week. Let me just take a quick look at these other matches on um yeah yeah this is my favorite match this week it was a fatal five-way well it was a five-way elimination match for number one contendership for the cruiserweight championship uh who is in this match we had four of the top the four top cruiserweights and enzo amore (laughs) i loved it that that's basically how he said it, how Vic said it at the top of the show. Um, or maybe it was Nigel who said it. Um, initially, it's like, there's five of the top cruiserweights. Well, four of the top cruiserweights and Enzo Amore are in this match. Anyway, we had Tony Nese, Enzo Amore, the Brian Kendrick, Grand Metallic, and Cedric Alexander. Man, just go watch this match. The first half of it... Gramatelik is a friggin' superstar. And uh he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Fantastic to watch. Uh most of his great moves are against Cedric Alexander, who is amazing throughout the entire match, and he actually gets all of the eliminations except for the last one. All with his amazing lumbar check he hits three lumbar checks he hits three pins and then he gets freaking eliminated by that weasel head enzo amore Ugh. Ugh. enzo amore will face neville for the wwe cruiserweight championship at no mercy 
what? But it was it was fun. It was a really fun match. And he had a legitimate strategy. There's no count outs or anything like that. He was as uninvolved in the match as he possibly could be. I also thought it was pretty cool that he went to talk to, uh, to a kid at ringside. Um, he was he was talking to him like during the whole beginning of the match. And then after the match, he went straight to that kid and talked to him again. And uh, I thought that was pretty neat. I thought it was pretty neat. So that's that's 205 Live. It is an awesome, awesome episode. Um, I, I don't have anything else to say about it. Just go, go watch it. Go watch that match. This is the kind of thing that I've been hoping would, they'll have at Survivor Series. Don't have it on the kickoff show. I hope this match is probably going to be on the kickoff show, which I guess makes sense with Enzo Amore involved. Get people more interested. People really like him. Um, uh, get him on the free show. Get people all fired up. And they're like, I got to see more. Um, it's, it's a really good thing. He wasn't on the pre-show at SummerSlam though. That match was not the kind of thing that would make you click subscribe to the network. I don't think maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I did really enjoy parts of it, but anyhow, uh, what I've been hoping for, for Survivor Series, maybe have something happen that's. Neville can't defend the championship anymore or, uh, or whoever has the championship after no mercy that we have to have not a tournament, but, uh, either a battle Royal elimination, an elimination multi-man match, like a six person tag, not tag a six person, uh, a six pack challenge. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. Something like that. This match is proof. You don't have to have multi-man tag matches. Those are dumb. Have these multi-man singles matches. They can be super awesome. And have a Survivor Series cruiserweight battle royal or whatever you call it. It can't. Don't, no, don't do a battle royal because people can't, wouldn't be able to use the top ropes and stuff. Maybe Drew Golak will push for it to be a battle royal to show stay off of those top ropes. Stay off of the top. You're going to get knocked out. Um yeah, I hope at Survivor Series or not at Royal Rumble. They already have a, the Royal Rumble. Uh, that we see uh, that some a, a match like this, but for the championship. I think it would be really, really cool. Then again, having the championship only defended in traditional singles matches, that's also kind of cool that that's been consistent because I don't think we've had a no DQ match or anything like that for the championship. We've had that kind of, we have street fights and stuff for sure. But anyway, uh, and last thing for this week, NXT episode 410, we open with uh, Andrade Cien Almas with Vega at his side um, versus Cesar Bononi. She yells from the commentary. She joins commentary, which is kind of neat. Um, and she yells from there to Almas, finish him. And he does. He finishes him real good. Uh, this alliance between Almas and Zelina Vega is so good. So interesting to watch. And she's so intimidating. It's like, yeah, you better do what she says or she might kill you. Um, I worry. I worry for Almas. I worry for Almas. 
in response to a brutal attack by uh, apparently, well, it's very clearly from Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly, William Regal announces that it, attacks outside of the ring will not be tolerated. We'll have no more of it, which also applies to Lars Sullivan, who used a loophole a few weeks ago to attack, to completely destroy his tag team partner. But that's not necessarily the point. Um, uh, there's a great response from, uh, from Adam Cole on Twitter. And he said, yep, sure thing. Quote unquote boss. That was, that was, that was, that was a great response. I liked it. He, great character, great expression of expression of his character, all that. Anyway, um, speaking of Lars Sullivan, he goes up against three guys at once, his request, and just destroys him. Now, I watched it on, I didn't watch it live, but I watched the pretty soon after on demand version, and it cut like as he was hitting one of these guys and then went straight to something else. And I thought, what is going on here? Um, is, was that a mistake or is that on purpose? Is that like a really interesting choice that they made? And I kind of liked it, but as it turned out, it was a mistake and we missed out. I missed out on a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Lars Sullivan won that match and then Jose, no way Jose came out and challenged Lars, but then Lars destroyed Jose. After the feed glitch, we had Zeta versus Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville wins uh, with a submission move that makes Zeta tap out. Uh, we had an, an awesome backstage, not even backstage, it was at the Performance Center. We see Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan training together as a tag team. And uh, William Regal and some other guys are, are watching. And he says to the cameraman, hey, make sure you send me that footage. I thought that was that was really cool. But then Willie Wyatt comes and uh, asks for a favor. She wants Peyton Royce and Billy Kay at the same time. She doesn't care if it's a handicap match because it's going to be a handicap ma- match anyway. Rigo says, well, I can't do that. But if you find a tag team partner... I'll make the match. So who will team with Wooby Wyatt? It could be Ember Moon. It could possibly be Liv Morgan. Or maybe it's somebody from the Mae Young Classic. Dakota Kai, perhaps? I think that would be pretty excellent. Dakota Kai and Ruby Riot versus the iconic duo Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Do it. Do it now. Okay, um, we had two more segments. The first was the main event, Cassius Ono versus Hideo Tommy in a no disqualifications match. Things have been boiling over between these two for months now. Seems like since Chicago, practically. Maybe maybe I'm remembering it being longer than it actually is. But uh, yeah, they just go at it. There's a lot of chair stuff. Um, we got an eye gouge that's answered by a big low blow from Cassius Ono. 
He hits Hideo Tommy with a his rolling elbow and gets the pin for the win. Um, so Cash Zono is on top. Hideo Tommy is down low and blown, low blown. And uh, what's next for either of these guys? Well, we have the uh, we have the the um, the Dusty Rhodes Classic Tag Team Classic coming up pretty soon. Are either of these guys going to be on one of those tag teams? I did like the direction that we had of uh, Cassius teaming up with Noe Jose and a couple other guys. They could make an, an excellent team. Uh, Hideo Itami teamed up with, well, Danny Birch and, and Oni Lorcan are out of the mix now. Maybe we'll have Alistair Black and Hideo Itami teaming together in the the dusty roads classic oh that would be awesome to see them go up against oni and birch oh if that's the final oh my gosh that that would be amazing absolutely amazing um but i I don't know i don't know if that'll happen i hope for that to happen see all four of those guys in the ring at the same time would only be made better by having uh, Drew McIntyre in the mix as well. Anyhow, uh, the final segment of the episode and of the week and of uh, of me ever watching any wrestling again because this, this segment was amazing. Asuka, having suffered a broken collarbone at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, vacates the NXT Women's Championship, still undefeated. The streak continues but she bids farewell to nxt now a lot of the online discussion is super worried that the main roster they're going to mess her up and everything well maybe that might happen maybe not regardless of what happens after now like this this championship reign this whole undefeated streak this legacy in NXT that Asuka is left behind is legendary. And uh, no matter what happens, if if things aren't as fun to watch or anything and things are disappointing or whatever, I really hope that it isn't and that the streak continues and her just awesomeness continues. But even if it, even if not up to this point, was awesome and it was kind of the perfect ending in a way like how do you even end that how do you end that much dominance and uh it was kind of fortuitous i suppose so is she gonna go to raw is she gonna go to smackdown we don't know that's the mystery up in the air and uh how soon will we find out and what is going to happen with the nxt women's championship perhaps we'll find out very soon with the may young classic final uh they've got to say something about it there right um but uh yeah yeah awesome awesome send off for oscar and i uh, can't wait to see what's what happens next so that's it for week 36 of wwe 2017 let me know what you thought about everything this week by tweeting me at tiw podcast go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews 
If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash today I watched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back real soon with the May Young Classic Final and Week 37 of WWE 2017. Bye!